Welcome again to Our Street, Lynn Fisher and my buddy Kurt Elder, as always here, and we're on our uh, on our trail to interview city council candidates, and we have today, I think somebody new to our program, uh, it's Justin right. Carlson. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So for those uh, few listeners who don't know you, uh, could you- uh, Previously held by Jane Raybold, uh, uh, too. Uh, uh, born and raised in Lincoln. I'm a Lincoln High grad, grew up right in this neighborhood here. And uh, uh, after Lincoln High, went on to the University of Nebraska, uh, got a business degree, worked for State Farm Insurance for about 10 years. Uh, after did that, moved up into management and wanted to do something different, uh, became a financial advisor, stockbroker. So I did that for about eight or nine years uh, with a number of different firms here in Lincoln. Uh, and then about seven, uh, almost eight years ago, went over to the University of Nebraska Foundation, uh, where I'm director of development with the College of Engineering. So I uh, helped help uh Folks uh, get, give their money away, if you will, help set up scholarships, uh, uh, give money to buildings and do those type of things. Uh, that's kind of my professional resume, if you will. I've always been someone that's very active in the community, though, been involved with a number of boards and commissions uh, and other organizations over, over the last uh, really 20, 25 years, even going back to my high school days. Uh, for the last 14 years, I've served on the Parks and Rec Advisory Board. Uh, that's been a, a really in, a big interest of mine. Parks are something I'm very passionate about and, and love our Lincoln Park system we have here. I also serve on the Lincoln Parks Foundation Board. I'm currently secretary of that organization and very involved with that uh, too. Uh, have uh, been a longtime volunteer with Leadership Lincoln uh, and a graduate of their fellows program. I've also served on some other community boards there. Uh, also a uh, former president of the Country Club Neighborhood Association in the Near South uh, Neighborhood Association Board of Directors. I served on that when I was over in the Near South. So uh, Community's always been something that's important to me. Uh, it's part of why I'm running. Uh, when I saw that the position was gonna be open, there wasn't just one hot button issue or one issue I was fired up about that I wanted to run. It was more an extension of uh, what, what I thought I could serve and, and serve this community. Uh, so, so that's what kind of has led me to run and, and I'm excited about the opportunity. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know about um, what you found out as you've been knocking on doors and wearing out your shoes. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm stealing Kurt's question. He always asks this one. So yeah. Tell, tell us about Go what ahead. people are, yeah, t tell us what people are telling you. What's, what are the issues that are most important to your uh, potential constituents there in District 3? Yeah, you, you know, I think what I'm hearing more than anything is Lincoln's in a pretty good spot. Uh, you know, uh, it's not perfect by any means, but uh, we love our community. We love Lincoln and uh, I love Lincoln too. Uh, so generally it's been uh, positive. I do hear about some certain issues. Uh, you know, I hear a lot about affordable housing and, and how can we uh, fix that as a community and what can the city do uh, to do that. Of course, hear a lot about roads and potholes and the traditional things too. And uh, so spend some time talking about that. Uh, what I've been talking about on my campaign a lot though, is our strong neighborhood system we have here in Lincoln. I think we're really lucky in that we have that. It's a, a system that's a little bit different uh, too. You know, making sure we keep and maintain strong neighborhoods, uh, quality parks. I mentioned 
uh, my involvement with Lincoln Parks Department uh, over the years. I think that's something that that uh, people love about Lincoln and really sets us apart from a lot of other communities. And uh, really another issue I hear a lot about is kind of economic vitality, what, this uh, workforce development issue. And uh, are there ways the city can help aid in that, uh, working with with uh, other partners in the business community uh, or the education community also. Uh, how do we solve the, this workforce development issue that's uh, really across all industries and all different levels uh, of our local economy? Well, so so, let's talk about that. Um, yeah. you know, we have one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country. So we have a shortage of workers. I guess mm -hmm. that's kind of a maybe holding back the growth potential in Lincoln. What would you do about it? Yeah, you, you know, I look for, for solutions. I'm a consensus builder. And so first and, and foremost, I, I think we got to make sure we have all the players involved at the table, uh, come up with, with some good solutions. But uh, as I look at it, I think education is a key component of that. There's not a, a ton we can do uh, from the city standpoint with that, but uh, making sure our community colleges are are well-funded uh, and adequate, but also in my job with College of Engineering, uh, the University of Nebraska Foundation, I, I see the results of, of that in the, the wonderful careers that our engineers have as they come and graduate from college. Uh, many of them employed right here in Lincoln or, or throughout the state at engineering firms. And so it's a, a really great, I, I think, solution to, to some of this is education. You know, there's just so much to you know, unpack when it comes to economic vitality. And, and then, then what's, what's the role of the city council really within that? The mayor's office has her workforce development board, which of they help manage the uh, Federal Workforce Investment Opportunity Act. So there's a big plan that, that, that they go through every five years and they do an update every two years. And they do that in concert with community colleges and the workforce board. Have you had a chance to review that document? And if so, what big takeaways would you take from that? Yeah, Kurt, uh, good question. And no, uh, you know, I'm just a few months into the campaign and I, I am by no means an expert uh, on this issue, uh, but, but do come at it as a consensus builder. Like I said, I'm a pragmatic decision maker and, and like to try to find solutions to, to issues. So certainly open to, to talking more about that issue and, and looking for solutions. Uh, where, where does the city fit into that? I think was part of your question. I, I think uh, probably the most important thing we can do is is pull people together, uh, find the the right uh, whether it's an organization or, or nonprofit or uh, school or, or educators, whatever the situation is, pull those groups together, build some consensus, uh, find a, a way forward and a solution to these problems. Lynn and I recently had on Dylan Wren, who's the head of the, uh, he's the administrator for the workforce program here in Lancaster County. Mm -hmm. And there's a wonderful facility called the American Job Center. Sure. I know it's new and maybe not everyone's been to it, but if you have any thoughts, and if not, I would really just encourage you to go take a look at that. Along, sure. some, of the, along some of these other lines of, um, you had also brought up people talking about, um, you know, Lincoln's a generally good place to live, and I would, you know, mm -hmm. won't, we won't fight you on that one too hard. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to the topics like affordable housing, what's the path of the community going forward? These are questions that I've asked other candidates, so it's I'm just trying mm -hmm. to treat everyone just the same there. Sure. When we look at the path going forward, we often rely on some planning documents, the Comp Plan 2050 process, mm -hmm. and then our uh, Affordable Housing Coordinated Action Plan. Have you... Are you involved in either of those two documents or have you looked at either of those two documents to have an idea of 
some of the groundwork and framework we already have in place. I have read the comp plan 2050. Uh, am I prepared to talk about it or give a big lecture on it? <laughs> by no means on this radio show too. But, no, no, uh, we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, you know, I am by no means an expert on that, on this particular issue uh, To What I am though, uh, like I said before, is, is a, a community member. Uh, I think I, I bring a lot to the table as far as building consensus, bringing people together. Uh, and so I keep coming back to that here too. Uh, I think it's important to, to digest this, to hear both sides and all sides of these issues and come up with a, a solution and a plan going forward uh, too. Uh, there's a lot I want to do. There's uh, stacks upon stacks of things I still need to read uh, since I started uh, uh, entertaining the notion of running for this. and. Uh, uh, certainly want to, want to try to learn as much as I can going forward there too. But uh, like I said, I'm not an expert on, on this no, issue. No, I, I, and I want you know, just our listeners to know that I think that, you know, just the, just taking the moment to even run for office takes an amount of bravery and uh, you know, appreciation and. Oh, thank so, you. And so, 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 so when I asked, have you read this done that? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a question of competency. It is a, sure. it, it's a notion of where are you and where can we engage you at? Yeah. Th thank you. And, and appreciate that. And, uh, you know, yeah, it is different, but seeing my name on a yard sign out, out uh, driving the streets and so forth too. I've been involved with a lot of campaigns over the years. That's one thing I did leave out. I'm a former champ chairman of the Lancaster County Democratic Party. I've been a volunteer on, on campaigns for gosh, going back 20 plus years too. So I uh, have been involved with a lot of campaigns, but it's different when it's uh, your name on the sign and the buck sure. here too. And it, it's been a, a humbling and, and good experience though too going forward. But one thing I've learned quickly is I, I don't know everything yet and uh, have a lot to learn and have to rely on a lot of different people to to, to get uh, answers to those questions. So one of the other questions I, I, I try to do with all of our candidates is I, I uh, go look you up on the legislature's accountability and disclosure commission reports to see uh, who's given to you and what your cash position is. Yeah. With your prior role in being a uh, being a development director uh, for the university and then your experience within the county uh, party, you know that district races take money. And yeah. sometimes they vary between fifty to $100,000. Mm -hmm. um, your your current report says you have something around ten eleven thousand dollars on cash. Sure. Um, knowing that more donations are coming in, can you okay. one tell us about the kind of people that are supporting you, and two, uh, how you plan to reach out to those who may not uh, be afforded with your pocket of money? Sure, sure. Good question. Um, let, let me start with with who's giving too. I've received donations from. Uh, a wide spectrum of folks and all different levels too. Uh, uh, a lot of them are, are people I've known over the years, uh, both through politics, but also just friends and acquaintances. And it's uh, really humbling and rewarding to see uh, your friends investing in your campaign. Uh, and so that's been, been the bulk of it, I would say uh, thus far too. Uh, Campaign donations and campaign finance in general, in my opinion, completely out of control. I mean, we look at the the mayor's race and the millions of dollars that it's taking it to run. And, uh, you know, I don't know where the solution is in that uh, other than there, there's some deep, deep pockets uh, uh, that, that are heavily influencing these campaigns. Uh, 
to the second part of your question on on how do you reach out i i don't see a campaign donation as a direct line of contact or something like that uh you know i've gotten emails already from people and uh concerned about issues that, that haven't uh given me a dime of money and i've, I've taken time sure. to meet with them and, and hear them out and that's i think part of the role of being a city council person is to make sure you're, you're available you're, you're willing to listen you're willing to hear from all different aspects of the community. And uh, I think it's important. I love what James Michael Bowers does out in uh, Northeast Lincoln, where he does have a, a monthly or quarterly meeting and open to the public meeting where people can come and ask any questions. Uh, I don't know if I'll have time to, to do something like that, but but I love that type of concept where it is open. I wanna be accessible to all Lincolnites uh, and especially those in my district. Uh, too, that know they have a, an advocate and someone that they can reach out to, uh, to, to tear them out on whatever issue is impacting them, uh, too, and if there's a way that I or the city can help. Well, we're at that halfway point in our show. We're going to take a break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome again to Our Streets, Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder. We're interviewing um, Justin Carlson, who's running for District 3 City Council race here, and in the first half of the show, Justin told us about his background and and uh, uh, we want to discuss with him some of the uh, particular issues. Kurt, you're, uh, you're first. Sure, sure. So I, I know that we always want to talk about issues, but, but this time I want to start with what are goals that you have? Because sometimes I think they get lost with what are the goals of a candidate. And I know that you say that she's going to be an advocate and you want to listen. Other candidates follow that same suit. Some are to say, I am a listener, I'm a consensus builder and others come in with certain issues that they want to tackle. And first off, you say, you know, they have an issue, but still, if you look at what would make Lincoln bit better in the next, not within four years, so making change in four years sometimes hard, but if you could start the ball rolling for a change that would take 10 years, what would that change be? Sure. Um, well, good question. No, I, I think I am for Lincoln, uh, forward thinker. Uh, uh, I'll begin with, I, I love Lincoln. Uh, this is where I choose to live. This is where I want to raise my kids up and, and it's, it's where I want to be. Uh, so what happens in Lincoln impacts me, impacts my family too. And, and I want to create and, and maybe have a small part in helping create uh, a good community going forward. So I am very aspirational in, in that. Uh, I, I said in my kick off speech, I, I talked about the 2015 uh, group, if you remember that, and uh, how we came together, I think, as a community really well to knock off some big projects uh, for our community going forward, including the arena, uh, too. And I, I really loved that time in Lincoln. I think it was a big turning point in this community. Uh, but I'm excited about what's next. And I'm looking at some of these big projects that are in the pipeline a little bit and starting to begin talked about right now, including the downtown convention center, uh, which I think has a lot of potential for really being a success for uh, kind of activating some different parts of, of the community uh, too. Uh, I'm excited about the East Beltway and, and the growth that can kind of come with that. Uh, too, uh, and that's going to be probably a 10 or 15 year or longer type of a project going forward too. Uh, and I'm excited about things like the, the new ball fields are, are being built at First and Cornhusker. That's a, a great long time coming plan. It's uh, wonderful to finally see ground being broken on that and those type of things starting to take place. So uh, I would say I'm very aspirational in, in the direction I, I want to see our community going. Uh, but with those that, are existing plans. What are, what, what, what are things that you would like to see? 
not just uh, recover and incite things that have already been going on? What are things sure. that you could want to And I think, Kurt, there's a lot I don't know yet, too. I mean, I don't know what that next, next big idea is uh, that, that's going to be. Uh, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I just don't know where or what that big picture idea would necessarily be. Uh, I would hope it's it's along those lines of those projects I just mentioned. Sure. And I think, you know, it shouldn't come from just one person either. And it shouldn't come from just one city council person either. It should be a community effort that, hey, this is a need uh, we have. Uh, let's figure out the solution to it. And maybe I can help uh, bring people together and, and solve that problem or, or solve that need. Sure, sure. Going forward. So. Justin, how would you define the difference between a need and a want when it comes to the city? Uh, along with that, is there is there any limit to what the city ought to tackle in terms of spending money? Yeah, I, I mean, you ha have to weigh wants and needs. You have to look at cost-benefit analysis and what's reasonable, too. Uh, I hope we dream big, though, a little bit, too. I think this community has some capacity to, to do big things. Um, Looking back, I think some of our most successful projects have been kind of this public-private partnership, uh, too, where everybody pulling a, a little bit of the weight and we're able to accomplish big things. And uh, I, I love projects like that, where a lot of different groups are involved, where it's a community consensus going forward. Everybody's kind of backing it and involved and ready to move forward with it. So uh, I don't want to use an old example as a as uh -huh. a as an example of a one versus need because it's an old charcoal that's that is that is burnt out for many but for others it still smolders and that would be just as an example would be is a trail a need or a want or is a protected bikeway a need or a want i'm not trying to focus on park elements because your background is with yeah. parks foundation um or or um a wood something of that nature you know things that I, I, I mean i think you have to take these there. one at a time you have to be pragmatic about it. you have sure. to to take them one one at a time too with that. i mean gosh our trail system in lincoln i think is an absolute gem um it, it's something people i had a friend come up from kansas not too long ago she brought her bike because she read all about our great trail system uh too so uh, no i think there is uh it depends on on where and what that issue is. And I, I think there's some danger in having this one size fits all. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, the community wants this, so we're doing this. I mean, it, you have to take those one at a time and, and break them off. Uh, protect a bike lane uh, downtown. I, I think that's been a good thing uh, too. I've taken that a lot. Uh, I know a lot of other friends that cycle quite a bit uh, and they enjoy that too. Um, does that make sense? Have one of those on every street? Gosh, I, I sure don't think that makes a lot of sense either. So, right. I, I I agree. I think the bike uh, the trail system is just outstanding, and it is a great draw for for uh, you know one of the positive things to help the you know Lincoln go forward and and be an attractive place for people. Uh, I know the the three million dollar uh, and um, is it uh, the M Street or L Street protected bike path that goes down through the south End part of uh, downtown. End Street? Okay. End Street. Anyway, I, yeah. I've talked about this before on the show, <laughs> and I think it was a total waste of money because I just don't see people using it to the degree that it would justify the cost. But So I think in that way, you're right, uh, Justin, that 
Trails are great. Maybe a $3 million protected bike, bike path on N Street may not have been a great way to spend money, but uh, I think there's some higher priorities. I'm, so I'm throwing in my uh, two cents worth there. Sure. Sorry, <laughs> take your time, Justin. No, but, so, so no you're can, fine. You're fine. So, so let's say you're, you're on the city council and, and yeah. uh, another $3 million project like that comes up. Um, wh where would you, where would you uh, vote on something like that? I, I like that downtown bike lane uh, too. And I'm sorry if, if that didn't come across. I, I think that's good. I've, I've driven on that. I know it was controversial. I know there's still maybe uh, uh, some people upset about that too. So uh, something like that, I would certainly be supportive of. But like I said, I don't think we need them on every street. Uh, I love those unique type of projects that, that stand out, that make our community different or, or uh, look and act a, a different. And I think those are, are great aspirational type things that we, that we should look at doing. If I could just, uh, just go back to one of our older pieces of the conversation when we were talking about accountability and disclosures. Uh, mm -hmm. The Firefighter Union has endorsed you with uh, correct. Was, are there other endorsements that, uh, uh, that people have uh, uh, stepped up for you on? Yeah, I've been endorsed. Uh, you know, I've I've received a check from the Home Builders Association uh, too. Uh, Planned Parenthood has endorsed me. Uh, I've been endorsed by a lot of former and current elected officials, also uh, too, including Tom Beckia, Sandra Washington. Uh, uh, you know, Mayor Baird, uh, trying to think others. I don't have my list in front of me, but a long list of, of people, uh, former state Senator Adam Moorfield, uh, uh, you know, up and down uh, the ballot. I've been endorsed by a, a lot of different folks uh, uh, too, and uh, still kind of in that process of interviewing with a lot of organizations and groups too. Uh, that's kind of one of the process when you run for office, your, your email and telephone sure. starts blowing up with, with different groups that want to talk and meet with you, uh, too. I've met with a lot of environmental groups, uh, uh, too, and, and had some good conversations with them, hearing out their concerns, too. And uh, they aren't the type that traditionally write checks and do those type of things, too, but they're an important constituency, too, and, and something that, that I've spent time sure. and talking to too so what? uh yeah again kind of i approach it as i'll, I'll talk to about anybody uh, <laughs> uh too like with that. You, you do get a, a big stack of uh questionnaires uh too when you run for office and uh, you know i try to get through as many of those as i can but but some of them are kind of time consuming and i certainly haven't been able to answer every single one yet uh too but i've made a big dent in those and Okay, what are your thoughts on uh, a new central library on the Pershing uh, Auditorium site? You know, I, I'm very supportive of a central library. Uh, I don't know uh, if it needs to be at the Pershing site or if another site uh, would work better or not. Uh, I'm very supportive of that. Uh, but, but the proof is kind of in the pudding, so to speak. You know, we got to find a way to pay for it. Uh, too, and, and what that looks like, I think is going to be important how this community decides to, to move forward on that too. But uh, in my mind, that, that central library is a, a critical component to a successful city, and uh, I'm certainly supportive of that. So if we can build on that, and that's, I think okay. for your question, Lynn, if we can build on that, um, if there was a, if there was a data study that would, that, that would show that there was not a need for a central library downtown, would you support what the data told you or would you go forward and build it because if you build it something might come 
library in my experience is about a lot more just checking out books uh let's start with that it's a, a community building a community center uh it, it's an important place i think for for people especially anymore with with how connected uh the world is to the internet uh, a lot of times people and in fact even i in my early days didn't have home internet we would go down the library to, to use the internet <laughs> to research something or to fill Guilty. out something too so uh you know i, I think you got to start with that uh you know community meeting rooms i think are an important part in a, a modern library too places for a nonprofit or a community group to, to meet and and hold their meeting whatever it is too is is another way libraries are used too so uh certainly i, I think we need to look at uh sure that uh, as your measure in this and and looking at the cost benefits of it all too and again it's is that Pershing site the best too that i don't know for sure but uh certainly supportive of the general concept of a Sure. Library. I think it's, so, it's a great community resource for us. Well, I have two questions, Lynn. I have another before we get yeah. to getting your information about how people can learn more about you. And that's where my question lies here. When I go to your website, carlsonforcitycouncil.com, yeah. I'm taking a look at it, and I, I don't see where you have your goals. But that's because that's you're right. just mainly listening. Would you Do you plan on putting any more content out on your website? I would like to, yes, yes. And and just like everything else, uh, you know, it costs money to do that too. It doesn't make sense to knock on more doors or put out more yard signs or, or mail a brochure to people in my district uh, too. Uh, you know, that's the type of stuff what we're working on. And and yeah, we would love to have a, a more updated website with, with a lot of different tags and stuff too. But again, sure. it's a cost benefit analysis, right? We, we got to, uh weigh that with the other stuff we're doing and and where we're at and so uh yes my my and i hate to commit to it yeah <laughs> it's in case i don't get it done but the plan was to, to have kind of some sections on some different issues and so forth too what i would tell you what i would have sections on are strong neighborhoods quality parks and economic vitality and uh, go into a little bit more detail kind of like we've done on the show here today Wonderful. but uh th those are kind of my my points i'm running on and and that's what I would add to the website too. Uh, and again, I know it's it's not uh, robust, but I encourage you to check out other sites too. I've filled out uh, the Lincoln Journal Star Voter Guide. I also filled out the 1011 uh, KLN KGIN Voter Guide too. There's some more in-depth information too. Would encourage everyone to, to reach out those and compare candidates uh, on those too. It's a good resource too. To they sure are. Let learn a little bit more about uh, everybody running. You have an endorsement from the home builders and home builders have mm -hmm. often had a uh, have had a concern for impact fees do you have any in thoughts on impact fees and whether those impact fees should be brought up to today's standards since they've been suppressed for a decade plus knowing that what we charge for impact fees now likely does not come anywhere near close to covering the actual cost so one it's a two-part question one is thoughts on impact fees and mm -hmm. two if we aren't charging the full amount what are your thoughts on the rest of older Lincoln neighborhoods subsidizing new development? Sure, deep question there. First off, I did get get a check and support from the home builders too. That wasn't conditional upon impact <laughs> fees or something like that. Sure. So let's just be clear on that. But yeah, impact fees are one way Lincoln has chose to develop. 
uh, too. I mean, that's kind of established at this point too. It's it's one way uh, we've chosen to, to pay for for some of our growth uh, too. Are there some tweaks and and would I if I was in a perfect world uh, maybe make some some changes there too? That there were some things I, that I'd be willing to explore with that. Am I going to lead with that and, and think we need to shake that up a lot right away? No, I, I don't think so. But uh, you know, if there's a, a way to make things more efficient. Uh, way to make things better, I, I think would be uh, crazy not to look at it uh, too, if it's reasonable. So I'm open to, to looking at that if there's concern uh, with that uh, too. And um, honestly, I haven't heard a whole lot about uh, concern or people wanting to change it uh, too. And um, that, that's just kind of where I'm at on it right now. Lynn, you got another question before we let Justin tell us a bit more? No, I, I no. the only question I have, Justin, is if people want more information, what is your website? How can they reach you? Yeah, th thanks for that. Appreciate it. It's carlsonforcitycouncil.com. And uh, uh, yeah, please reach out. There's an email address on there too. If someone has more specific questions, feel free to, to re uh, reach me through that too. And uh, again, I, I'm available and really encourage everyone to get out and vote next Tuesday, April 4th. And then once again, uh, May 2nd, you got to vote twice. So Okay. All right. Well, Justin, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We hope you'll come back again in the future. So uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks to you both. And, and again, don't forget to vote, folks.